0: 276 really has been built by the power of community because we represent middle-aged women in a way that is beautiful
1: vibrant energetic and that's authentic to how she lives her life welcome to the women on the move podcast i'm your host sam Sapperstein. in this episode i'm speaking with angel cornelius founder and ceo of Maison 276 This company is a leading beauty brand for the diverse community of middle-aged women that want to treat their hair and skin with clean and innovative products. Angel is an incredibly inspiring entrepreneur who strives to bring joy to her customers. I know you'll feel her positive energy in this conversation. Angel, welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. It is so great to have you with us today.
0: Thank you. I am quite honored uh, by the invitation and look forward to
1: just sharing my journey with you. You've had a really interesting journey, a great (laughs) career that's taken you from healthcare to entrepreneurship and business. Let's start out from the beginning. Tell us about your journey and what you have done over your career.
0: So, most of my career is in healthcare management, healthcare administration, and uh, financial services. When I retired, to run Maison 276 full-time, I was literally just years from retirement um, and and had really planned out my life. (laughs) So I thought it was a career I really enjoyed. I loved working in healthcare. My last position was at Texas Children's, which is one of the top healthcare institutions in the country for children. And uh, I have a very special relationship with that hospital even before I began working there because my husband and I are parents of preemies. And so to come full circle and and work for that organization and be able to provide other parents the type of support that my family received really was in many
1: ways a dream job. I love this story. I mean, I love how you have such a personal connection to to an employer. Uh, but now that you're an entrepreneur, you know this is fascinating that you were going to retire and maybe do other things with your time, like many retirees <laughs> do, but landed right. in entrepreneurship at that stage of life, which is amazing. So, tell us about Maison Two Seventy Six. Tell us about the mission of the business.
0: So, Maison Two Seventy Six is building the leading beauty brand for a diverse group of middle-aged women who want to embrace the naturally occurring changes that take place in their bodies with clean and innovative products while also celebrating the beauty and vibrancy of our lives. The middle-aged woman is the most powerful consumer group in this country, and in fact in the world, but she's also the most ignored, misunderstood, and the most misrepresented. And when they do pay attention to us, it's often from a point of age correction, anti-aging, wrinkle reduction, medications, like incontinence products, like it's their mission to fix everything that they think is wrong with us. And I reject that as a woman and as an entrepreneur. And Maison 276 really has been built by the power of community because we represent middle-aged women in a way that is beautiful, vibrant, energetic, and that's authentic to how she lives her life. She is super excited about this stage and really believes that she's in the prime of her life. And that is what we reflect, not only in our innovative products, but also in our messaging and our representation.
1: I love how powerfully you stated that, that so many products out there are trying to correct the aging process and you're really trying to embrace that. Was that something you just intuitively knew, developing these products? Did you do additional research to understand the need in the market? What was that thought process like for you?
0: Honestly, I was solving for personal pain points. My mother discovered my first silver strand. I was still young, she was still combing my hair. And so I've grown up with this hair and understand the challenges of what it means to have silver hair. And silvers and blondes are hair sisters. We use the same Mm -hmm. products. And what we're solving for, basically it's like wearing the same white dress every day. It just gets dull and dingy and that manifests itself in yellow, brassy or brown overtones. And that's what you're solving for. And 99% of the products on the market are what's known as the purple shampoos because they have these purple pigments that are there to offset that dullness and discoloration. But the problem is that when you keep adding color to colorless hair, it takes on those hues and you get what I call, Old lady blue hair, and so what the consumer has to do is she'll buy the purple stuff because she wants her silver or blonde hair to be beautiful and vibrant. But then she also has all these other products because you can't use the purple stuff all the time, and so it becomes this vicious cycle of trying to figure out what to use when and buying multiple product lines. So what I wanted was just one system, one set of products to just wash my hair, adding no unwanted color, and also solving for the fact that our hair is just like our skin, right? It changes as we mature, and women often think there's something wrong, and no, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong. It's just different hair, and when your hair stops producing melanin, which is the thing that gives it color it could be completely different, different texture. And and so you're, you have these multiple types of hair on your head. And so that's what I was really solving for. And just really creating a system for myself. What happened was I had all of these leftover products, right? These leftover raw ingredients, because I'd researched plant-based ingredients to address what I was solving for. And I realized, oh, I can make skincare products and soap with these as well. And so that's how I began making skincare products. And my friends literally accidentally discovered that I was making beauty products and they wanted to buy them from me. And so I actually had to set up an Etsy storefront just to sell products to my friends who discovered me using this bomb one Saturday morning In the back of church at a meeting. Those women were my first customers. And that's really how it grew. And I did all of this on the weekends and at nights because I was still working at Texas Children's running a very, very busy primary care clinic, being on call 24-7. You know, if something happened at the clinic, I was the first person that was called, whether I was on vacation or not. And my first break came, I would say, when I was discovered by Essence, through one of my son's friends. She was one of the original employees for Birchbox. And so the beauty subscription program, that was really kind of taking off. And she said, hey, Miss Cornelius, I've been using some of your body butters. You know, would you like to participate in this project? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sam, I had no idea what that meant. I'm still making body butters in my kitchen. And I said, yeah, sure. And she said, well, first of all, we're going to need at least 10,000 units. (sighs) And I tell people all the time, it's a good thing we didn't have Zoom back then, because the words coming out of my mouth did not match the look on my face, (laughs) (laughs) because I knew that was not going to happen in my kitchen. That's when I found a manufacturer. And even that in itself was very difficult, because when you call a manufacturer and you say, well, so, hey, I have this recipe that I make in my kitchen, but I'm going to need 10,000 units. They're just like, no, (laughs) they don't want to do that. They don't know how to do that. What's the (laughs) issue they have? So 10,000 units is actually not a lot in the manufacturing world. There are many manufacturers who really won't turn their machines on for less than 50,000 units. And so my challenge was to find a boutique manufacturer who would not only produce that small quantity but would also work with me using my formulations Mm -hmm. as opposed to a white label product. So a white label product, and it's very, very common in beauty and in food, in fact, is when you have manufacturers that produce products and then you simply put your label on that product. And so this is why many times in beauty, women will say, well, I've used all of these different products and there's no difference. And the truth is that oftentimes there isn't a difference because you may be using a product with a different label that was in fact manufactured by the same manufacturing lab. And so I I really had to work hard to find someone who was willing to work with me to take my formulation and create a product that was true to the original formula, but also viable for commercial distribution because mm-hmm. it has to live on a shelf. It has to still maintain its consistency through transport and different temperature changes. So, you know, and those are things that I, I didn't know. So I literally learned on the run about what it means to take a product from a small, small, small batch production to producing something on
1: scale. So this is an amazing story. So you get the opportunity to be in the beauty box. That is a big breakthrough. 10,000 units, the biggest thing you'll have to produce. And by the way, I saw the picture online of you standing with your kitchen aid mixer. (laughs) So I I have the picture of you making this in your kitchen. And so now you have to find the manufacturer. So what was that like when you finally got the right one, the manufacturer that was willing to do this? And of course, you're saying you had to test the product to make sure it was going to work. Tell us those ups and downs and the feeling of finally you got there and you knew this was going to go through.
0: Well, first of all, I didn't realize that the manufacturer doesn't do everything. Hmm. You have to find a label maker. You have to find a shipper. You have to find someone to design the label. You've got to figure out what containers you actually want to put this thing in. There were a lot of iterations of them sending me samples Testing. Yes. No. First testing the base. And then I had also created these custom fragrances. Right. And I didn't realize what I was doing was extremely complicated because each of my fragrances had at least five components because I had like hundreds of essential oils and I would just mix them until I liked it. And so sending that to a fragrancer, because the manufacturer is not a fragrancer, uh-huh. sending that to a fragrance company and having them try and replicate that was also a learning process. So I'm getting the base formula right. And I'm also working with the fragrance house. Yes, this is it. No, this is not it. And so that took like nine months.
1: Mm, wow. Wow.
0: And I, I'm very grateful for Essence for, you know, hanging in with me and understanding the process of this small, really hobby, <laughs> cottage industry person and what it was going to take for her to work with a company who at the time was still owned by Time Inc.
1: Mm. And tell us about the products themselves. So what was that first breakthrough that was in the beauty box that people really wanted to have and loved?
0: Well, it one is a clean ingredient. The label was very short. like. People know what shea butter is, coconut oil, jojoba. Consumers increasingly want transparency, not just in food, but also in beauty and literally everything that we consume. And so it was very important to me to give customers something that they understand. You know, I'm a child of the Gulf Coast. I was born and raised in New Orleans. And in fact, that's the inspiration for the brand name Maison is French for home. And 276 is the street address of the house where I grew up. You know, it's very humid, so I wanted moisturizers that were long-lasting but didn't get sticky in the humidity. And then the fragrances were inspired just by growing up in an environment where things are always blooming, things that reminded you of nature, you know, fruity, herbal fragrances, things that, that made you remember, you know, like, oh, walking through my grandmother's garden that had a lot of jasmine or gardenia. And so those were the things that inspired the fragrance notes in the products that I created from a skincare perspective. But honestly, our hero product today is the hair care system. How we pivoted was I began going to larger events like trade shows. And what I found was that two things, at a lot of these beauty events, almost all of the booths, regardless of the size, they were manned by people who looked like my daughter.
1: Mm.
0: And so I was one of few middle-aged women at these venues. And so women would crowd around my table. And yes, they they love the skincare moisturizers, but they were asking me questions all across the spectrum about beauty. Mm. They wanted to know about my hair, like how did I keep it so white? How did I keep it so healthy? If my hair looked like that, maybe I wouldn't color it. And I immediately realized, like, oh. I have to do a hair care product because I was still making my own hair care products. I just wasn't selling them. Ah. And so I went to my manufacturer and I said, we've got to do a hair care system. This is, and I brought her my book. I call it my little book of failures because it's Uh all of my recipes, all the iterations, all the things that worked and didn't work. And we sat down in the lab with my notes and created what is now our hero product the Maison 276 3 system for silver and blonde hair. And that's the advantage of starting a company at the very grassroots level and having a very intimate relationship with your, your community because they will tell you what they want mm-hmm. and they will tell you what they need and they'll tell you if it works or not. And so that was my market research, real people telling me what they needed And and the thing that was also, that informed me is that there were women of all ethnicities, all hair textures and types. And what I also realized was while the beauty industry has historically segregated us based on those things, I realized we have more in common. And consequently, I created a product that is used by that community, that very diverse group of women of all hair textures and types, all ethnicities, all skin tones, And so it's really important to me that when a woman encounters Maison 276, that she sees herself and she never has to wonder, is this product for me? It is because you will see yourself represented on every single platform, beautifully, energetically, powerfully in the same way that you see yourself.
1: I just love that. I think the fact that you're moving into inclusivity also from an age perspective And really bringing more middle-aged women into the conversations and these experiences and showing them that life does not end, that this is a wonderful next stage, I think is really amazing. So I'm envisioning you at these trade shows with other women uh, who are looking for people like you and products like yours. So with the hair care system, you were on QVC, where you won the big find where they look for new products. So tell us about that experience, you know, going to pitch to them. At QVC and then winning this?
0: Something really, really important happened a month before that. This company in the UK and London reached out to us. It was a home shopping network called TJC, and they reached out to us. Somehow they found out about the three-step system for silver and blonde hair and invited us to come and be on this home shopping network in London. I was just like, I have to go because I knew if I could go on this home shopping network in a demographic that primarily does not look like me, Mm. improve the diverse range of customers that this product can be useful for. I knew that that would be a launching pad to something else. I just I didn't know what it would be, but I knew that it was something I had to do. And we did so well in that one hour show that when we left the stage, they asked me to come back for an unplanned show six hours later. (laughs) That was such a tremendous opportunity because it was that footage. From that show that we used in our QVC uh-huh. application. And I often say it's like Shark Tank, but everybody's really, really nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> Good
0: to know. Hey, and, you know, we got what's called the big yellow ticket. And, you know, I don't even know how I got from the second floor down to the first floor. I feel like, I think I just floated down. <laughs> and, right. you know, the next thing I knew, somebody was standing in front of me with a mic. Certainly from an exposure perspective. One of our biggest wins, because, you know, here's the thing, Sam, you know, Maison 276 is a self-funded bootstrapped company that's received industry recognition for our product innovation. And we compete on a national level with not only legacy brands but brands that have had multiple rounds of multi-million dollar funding from VCs. And, you know, we are here competing, but QVC was really important because it was a visual way for me to not only share my story, but also by using models to ensure that the viewers saw themselves reflected in the brand. And so we had models of color with textured hair, we had blondes, we had... Uh, blondes who had previously been coloring their hair, who were now letting their silver grow out. So that was really very important. So the viewer, no matter who she was at home, she could see herself represented in the Maison 276 community. And winning QVC's The Big Find was really a validation of that
1: for us. And it just opened so many doors. You've described so many breakthrough moments, so maybe this is a hard question, but what (laughs) business achievement are you most proud of?
0: I think just being in that space, still being self-funded, bootstrapped. You know, I don't have to tell you the challenges of female founders and founders of color. And so, you know, I am really grateful for all of the partnerships that allow us to still be in the game. Mm. You know, I've been a part of a lot of, you know, accelerator programs and incubators that really support entrepreneurs, being a part of an entrepreneurial community is really important. And I always recommend that people do that because it is, it can be a very lonely existence if you are not around other people who have those same challenges. Mm -hmm. And so it's very empowering to be in an entrepreneurial community because it really sustains you through those, um, not just the highs, with the lows because mm-hmm. it's like a roller coaster ride. And for us, one of the most important resources has been Chase's Advancing Black Pathways. We met through a partner referral, and that's how we connected with Advancing Black Pathways. Also, I was already a Chase customer, and so it was really working with them um, starting a couple of years ago uh, during the pandemic to see how they could help based on where we were at that stage in our business. And the first thing was really a line of credit and an extremely pivotal moment for us because it was right after the QVC launch. And so that really enabled us to re-up our inventory so that I could go back on air. And so having the resources to re-up our inventory so when they call and want to get us back on air, we were able to do that and show, yes, we're a small brand, but we're committed to this partnership, you know, and we're in it for the long run. It was so crucial at that particular point in time, especially when there was the supply chain issue, like so much was going on, as you know, in 2020. And so really beginning our partnership with Advancing Black Pathways at that moment, it it was honestly, Sam, it was a lifeline. I'm so grateful for that partnership, you know, continuing to partner with us, to continuing to give us exposure and resources based on where we are at this time in the business and and asking the question, how can we help? Mm. And so I am very, very grateful for them understanding the nuances of what's required to support emerging businesses like ours.
1: Well, I know my colleagues on the Advancing Black Pathways team are just so grateful to be working with clients like yourself and entrepreneurs like yourself. You know, it is so important for us as collectively we're trying to reach Women, founders, founders of color, as you mentioned, in a much broader way and sustainable way, because we know historically just the amount of funding resources has been so low for these communities. So it is really exciting to be able to see the growth that you've had and the products that you've had. Let's talk about sustainability. How do you work that into your company's values and how do you make sure what you're doing is as sustainable as possible?
0: Honestly, begin in my kitchen. It is important to use products that are green, products that are easily renewable, and every step of the supply chain, right? Not just the the raw ingredients, but also the packaging that we use and trying to reduce the amount of packaging. So we're reducing the amount of waste. So we're constantly looking for ways to continue to give our customers premium, healthy, clean products, but that also maintain our commitment to always being a certified clean beauty product, which we are certified cruelty-free, which we are, and maintaining that as we continue to scale and grow because it's important to us
1: and we know that it's important to our community. So Angel, you have done so much in both of your careers (laughs) <laughs> and it really just seem to have really changed careers so effectively. What advice do you have for women who are looking to do that too? And particularly for women who might think that they're so far advanced in one career, it's too late to change and do something else.
0: I don't think it's ever too late. But I know, Sam, you've probably experienced this. Oftentimes, women, we underestimate ourselves and we don't give ourselves credit for all the amazing work that we do. We're so busy in just the doing. But, you know, I I think if you would sit back and just look at your life, the lifetime experiences that you have, by the time you reach middle age, particularly middle age, you have either knowingly or unknowingly accumulated decades of experience across multiple disciplines, right? And this could come from building a career, managing a household, your community leadership responsibilities, in all of these roles, you know you're required to have compassion, be passionate, commitment, vision. At some point, you've been a problem solver, a creator. You've pivoted. You know you've been a, a crisis manager, and all of these things. These are transferable skills, and don't underestimate the value of a lifetime of experience. Someone once asked me, you know, how does it feel to reinvent yourself? And I really don't feel that I have. I've just taken this same skill set that I've amassed over my life and just applied it in a new industry.
1: So, who do you tap when you need assistance and help in the business now, or really along the way as you are growing it? Was there anyone or people who were really helpful to you as you were building?
0: There have been so many, and at each stage. You know, I've needed different types of guidance, right? You can get mentors in many different places. In terms of uh, someone that I've looked to for inspiration, honestly, it's Eunice Johnson. So Eunice Johnson at 57 founded Fashion Fair, which was the first prestige cosmetic line for women of color, it was in Neiman Marcus and many other similar um, luxury stores. I was 57 when I decided to leave my career in healthcare and work full time to building Maison 276. I I didn't even realize at the time that she was 57 when she started fashion fair, but I really never thought about my age. And I just knew that if I didn't give it a hundred percent of me, I would never forgive myself. And I would never know what Maison 276 could be. I always look to that journey and what fashion fair became this iconic brand. And it's always been my inspiration for what I know that I can do at this stage in my life.
1: Oh, that is such a great story. I mean, I love thinking about uh, Eunice first and then you being so inspired by her. And I will say, You are so radiant that it's uh, impossible not to be inspired by you. What do you do for self-care personally?
0: This concept of self-care was not even a thing, but it is something that I've always incorporated. Like, So my two children, they don't have any memory of their mom, not exercising. Like there's just something that she does. Right. Mm. After 40 plus years of running, my knees are like, you know, we really don't want to do that much running anymore. Yes. And so now I am three years into my Peloton journey. Oh, and nice. I know you've had Allie Love on. Yes, so. <laughs> right. and so I am one of those Peloton fanatics because it gives me that same feeling of power and physicality And so that's, that's what I do. I I just always enjoyed exercising. It's my me time. It's when I can just like clear my brain. And it's also when ideas come Mm -hmm. rushing in because I'm not thinking about anything else.
1: Right, right. It's really dedicated to yourself. Well, I will see you on the leaderboard on Peloton. I'm a big fan as well. So what do you want listeners to take away from this Mm -hmm. conversation in terms of your entrepreneurship journey and really just your career in general?
0: I believe, and I'm really grateful for the fact that Maison 276 is a part of what I believe is a cultural tsunami as it relates to middle-aged women. We are redefining our roles because we don't like the way we've historically been defined. We're redefining what life is after 50. This is the second half, and we always know the second half of the game is far more exciting than the first half. I'm a big sports fan, right? And so I'm very proud to be on the forefront of this cultural tsunami, this cultural shift of, of just changing the narrative as it relates to aging. I believe in years to come, we will be able to say, yes, yes. We were part of that cultural tsunami. We were part of that cultural change. And so now when our daughters get to be this age, it will be a non-conversation because no one will look at them as though their life is over. No one will push them to reverse the the hands of time because the truth is middle-aged women actually are not trying to recapture their youth. We want to be the very best version of our current self. And so I am very proud to be on the forefront of that movement.
1: I just so completely agree with you and love what you said. And you're reminding me of an apt running metaphor here, which is a concept of a negative split, which I think you can probably appreciate when you run the second half of a race faster than when you start it. And it's almost like you're applying that to life here and to really looking at what middle aged women can do in the second part of their lives. I just love that that thought that you're bringing to mind. How does a brand experience come to life for Maison 276 clients?
0: When a customer first experiences us, right, whether they find us on social media or a friend refers them, I want them to go to a Maison 276 platform and just experience joy in seeing her counterparts her peers, beautiful, vibrant, energetic, totally embracing their life and enjoying it and saying, yes, that's me. That's my tribe. That's exactly how I feel about myself. And then she investigates or then she moves on to the actual products But first, I want her to feel joy. I want her to feel included. I want her to feel like I have found my people (laughs) and now I am happy. We have a very diverse group of brand ambassadors. I like to say we look like America. Mm. So, wherever you are, whatever coast, you know, whatever region. We have community members, Maison 276 is represented
1: there. And so she's going to feel comfortable. I want her to feel like she's home. Angel, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you here. I love hearing about how you built the business and really just how you thought about your career and life. So thank you so much for inspiring all of us.
0: Thank you. It's been my honor to share my story and my journey you know, I hope that it inspires someone else to take that leap of faith that they may have been thinking about. You can do it.
1: Thank you for listening to my conversation with Angel Cornelius. I love her focus on inclusiveness, sustainability, and community. She has never lost sight of those things as she continued to build her business. As we celebrate Black Business Month, I hope you'll support Maison 276 and other Black-owned businesses to continue fueling their success.